Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pajama Party. I am Kettle, and I am here with Red Wine. Hello. Yes, ma'am, I am right here. How are you? Bonsoir. I can't complain. How about yourself? Oh, it's just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, Mr. Red Sweater. (laughs) Yes, won't you be my neighbor? (laughs) <laughs> oh boy, let's see. Oh, I think let's see. Did Papa Didi arrive? Everybody's rolling in. It's so chilly out tonight. Papa Didi, did you make it in the studio yet? I think he's on his way. Okay, he's stumping in, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's pulling up. Yeah, He'll be please. here. Okay. Yeah, All here. right. Where is he? Oh, there All he is. Right. He's here. What's up, Papa? What's going on? You got it. What's going on with you? Mm, no under the weather, but I'm hanging in there. Okay. All right. All right. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Just stay you in. coming down stay with away. something? Yeah, stay away, too. You coming down with something. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Right. Stay away. You got the cooties. <laughs> mm, get the lights on, Kettle. Start spraying. Mm. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So, how was you guys' week? Doing okay? Yeah, it was another week, you know. Yeah, another day in the neighborhood, like you said, with, with Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> Seven days till Friday, that's all I can say. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Carol, let's see. You want to go ahead and get into the rundown? Yeah, we might as well. We got a lot to talk about tonight, so let's get it on. All right, our hot topics tonight. Uh, family members' audio messages reveal the horror after the Mexico massacre. Unfortunate. Also, Mike Bloomberg files to run in Alabama Democratic primary. And uh, New York judge orders Trump to pay $2 million in damages to charity. What? Mm. Also, our hidden and quitted headlines. I can't wait to get in that story. Uh, Ten hospitalized after insulin administered instead of flu shot. Also, white. Yep, that was crazy. White um, South Carolina restaurant manager who enslaved disabled black man gets sentenced. And does the Sixth Amendment require the whistleblower to face Donald Trump? Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, weird news tonight. We're going to lighten it up. Police say man helped escapees <laughs> what he thought of you. Also, Nebraska man tries to open a bank account with a fake $1 million bill. And McDonald's <laughs> sweet tea came with a weed inside. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's check out McDonald's sweet tea now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying with, with, with red wine, don't let the hype kill you. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap up tonight. The cocktail of the week. That is going to be a surprise too. Our kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, and we're back on the Pajama Party Show. This is Red Wine. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. 
What's going on? I'm here. All right. Okay. All right, Mr. Under the Weather. It's all you underneath the beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. That's all right. Me and Rewind, we 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 can hang. Uh, you're just going to be quiet tonight. <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. All right. All right. We, I got the first story. <clears throat> it's unfortunate. This uh, It's a family member's audio message revealed the horror and heartbreak after Mexico <clears throat> massacre. <clears throat> All they could uh, do was just say we just need to pray. In the hours after the massacre of three mothers and six of their children in a road in northern Mexico, family members can be heard in feeling um, WhatsApp audio messages struggling to unveil what happened. So by then, there was little else they could do for the um, Mormon fundamentalist mothers and their children who were ambushed. Monday after setting out to a convoy to visit family. Uh, the vehicles were traveling between the Mexican states of Sonora and Chihuahua uh, when authorities said members of a criminal group, possibly a drug cartel, opened fire on them in two separate locations. Um, Rhonda Miller, uh, Renita Miller, 30, was driving with some of her seven children uh, to Arizona to pick up her husband. Um, he was working in the uh, U.S. Another family member, Dawn Ray Langford, uh, was only 43, was driving a second car 10 miles ahead to uh, go visit family members in that particular town also. Um, unfortunately, she was shot dead. Um, so were two of her children. Uh, one was 11 and one was 2. Um also, Christina Maria Lanford Johnson was driving the third car with her seven-month-old daughter to meet her husband and the rest of her children. They were moving to North Dakota, and uh, their car was um, near uh, Donna Lanford's car also, where they were attacked and killed also. Um, but her daughter was found alive and uninjured in the car with um, bullets all around her. Wow. Nobody but God. Uh, witnesses say that the baby was found in her car seat, and it looked like her mother had moved her to the floor um, of the back of the seat to protect her. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, having witnessed um, <clears throat> the death of his mother and brothers, 13-year-old Devin Blake Landford hid his surviving siblings in the bushes, covering um, them with branches. Um, he then walked 14 miles to the L.A. Moore community with the news of the attack. Wow. Can you imagine a 14, 13-year-old um, boy walking no, 14 that miles? Lot. That old story that is, is a lot. That's crazy. It says the community is separate from the mainstream Church of uh, Jesus Christ uh, Latter-day uh, Saints. So they were a separate group. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I did hear that um, this particular group or a group of um, family members had gotten to, like, some kind of confrontation with um some drug lords or something like that. So to me, this sounds like this was a retaliation, and that's unfortunate. It's just um, crazy. Because uh, yeah, the funeral yeah. of uh, um, one of the, um, uh, I think it was a mother and two kids, they were um, uh, either today or yesterday the funeral was. Mm. It was really, really... Um, I mean, of course, it's a sad story, but that whole 
story just didn't quite seem or sound right to me. It didn't either, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think it has something to do with, like they said, the drug cartel. But, you know, my thing is if you talk too much about it, you know, people going to start getting killed around you. So, um, And a lot of people were saying that they didn't think anything was going to be done because of that fact. Right. Um, we shall see. This is so unfortunate, you know. I suppose so. I mean, it's just very unfortunate. But, you know, I mean, for them to be, from what I heard on the news, that this is a, a group who broke away from the Mormon group. They're like their own mm-hmm. or in a different division or something of the Mormon uh, church. Now, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it just seems really odd. Like, why would the cartel come after them? Mm-hmm. And then a previous report said that they had been targeted by cartel members before. I'm like, what kind of relationship do y'all have with the cartel that they would be, you, you're you even on their list? Mm-hmm. But apparently they had some run-ins with them before. So it sounds like a retaliation. That's what I'm saying. This group has had a run-in with this particular group that's supposed to have shot them. If it's dealing with the cartel or whoever, whatever other group, um, they had, had some confrontation or some run-ins with them. So I believe this was like a retaliation. I mean, you should have saw how charred that car was. It was just crazy. Like I saw it. It, up. it looked like a sample of Beirut going on. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, how long are we going to sit back and see this type of stuff? Is this like, you know, do we get involved or do we just, you know, I don't know. Well, apparently our government asked the Mexican police if they needed assistance, and they said, nope, we got it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had to see what happened. Yeah. It really is. Mm. What do you think about it, Papa Didi? Well, you know, um, it seems like they're very freelanced out there, you know. Like mm. I said, they they are a breakaway from a warming thing, so you know, telling I mean, it's just taking so many twists and turns, and it seems like the the violence that was done to them was so vicious, like they were like. Like, it was all kind of people after them, you know. It was super just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then when the guy was talking about it, the one dude that was interviewing with the the cowboy hat on, the big dude, he, he was, like, not even, he wasn't even distraught about it. He was just kind of just telling the story, you know, about what happened. Like, it, it just seemed like, you know, it's kind of something you can really grab your arms around, you know. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they were just some renegade jokers that really got into a situation. You know, they riding all through Mexico and everything with kids and everything. And and then the Mormon thing, you know, they got four or five wives and kids and, you know what I mean? So, oh, it was just a mess. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing just didn't seem quite right. And I agree. When I saw the guy, one of the family members talking about it, I mean, I'm not saying that he should have been all broken up and in tears, but he seemed like yeah. he was totally disconnected was from the whole thing. Right. He was just telling the story like, yeah, well, he did this and did that. He was just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very strange. Well, speaking of strange, uh, I'm sorry, Carol. Did you want to add something else? No, no. I just, I was just going to say we just, just continue to, you know, check the story out and just see what happens. You know, if something is real is really done. Okay, we'll keep it on the radar. Uh, I was saying, speaking of strange, billionaire Michael Bloomberg has decided to run for president under the Democratic ticket. Now, that just developed, I think, today. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, really, dude? So now this is, uh, yeah, this story broke today. He's saying that he has filed the necessary papers to run in the Alabama Democratic presidential primary in 2020. So they're saying that his representatives submitted the paperwork with the Alabama Democratic Party in Montgomery, Alabama, to put his name on the ballot for Super Tuesday. That'll happen on March 3rd next year. And uh, <laughs> he's saying the reason that he's filing in Alabama is because of the state's early filing deadline, which is uh, this Friday, today. So the move is a clear sign to date that the former mayor is really considering following through with something that he's been kicking around now for the past few weeks. So um, he still hasn't made like a final decision to run. I guess this is like all the preliminary stuff so that in the event he decides he really wants to do this, all his paperwork and everything will be already in place. So this all comes after uh, former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign has been, you know, kind of struggling with trying to outpace some of the other candidates, particularly uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is from Massachusetts. Um, You know, she's really been coming down on what she wants to do with all these rich people, particularly these billionaires talking about how she wants to rearrange taxes and for them to pay more taxes and whatnot. So I guess Bloomberg decided he and all his billionaire buddies don't want to go out like that. So I guess his resolution is he's going to need to get in the race to control what may or may not be taxed um, for for these billionaires. And I, I don't know if he's concerned about anybody else, but I'm sure he's looking out for his interest. So... And another thing he was saying was that he really doesn't think there's any candidate strong enough to beat Trump. So that's a dig at Elizabeth Warren, Biden, and all the rest of them. So I guess he thinks he, he's got his super Superman cape or something, and that he's the one who can take Trump down. So, you know, we'll see. There was a poll that was done by the Des Moines Register that found that Bloomberg was one of the least popular candidates that's running for Democratic nomination. So I'm like, well, I mean, that was just a poll out of Des Moines, Iowa, but, you know, they said that they thought he was least popular, even if he does have the most money. Doesn't always mean you win. So we'll see what happens with that one. So I know a few people have dropped out. Uh, Kamala Harris, I heard, had closed down some of her satellite offices or something, but she still has not thrown in the towel. But I think they have writings on the wall, too. 
you know, I was looking up some interesting facts on, on um, uh, Bloomberg, and he was uh, a Republican from 2001 to 2007. And then he went independent from 2007 to 2018. And then after that, he became a Democrat, 2018, to the present. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, how convenient. Yeah, so what what is who's in your mind? What is going on? <laughs> you know, um, this interesting. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's worth over $50 billion. I'm like, wow. Businessman. Well, he was previously the mayor of what, New York? Yeah, New York. Uh, 108th mayor of New York uh, from 2002 to 2013. And then Rudy came in, then your boy Rudy came in. So. (laughs) No, I'm not impressed. Yeah, he, he, I think he's a uh, uh, was a sheep and wolves clothing. Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, sure. I I really do believe that his whole his whole platform, no matter what he says, is going to be to look out for the rich. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because he is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I'm saying about him. I still think I might want to put him on the kiss it list. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> He's in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the fence. I'm like you, Cattle. I'm on the fence with that one. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I haven't figured him out yet. But did you yeah, because I, I just think it's, I think he's trying to pull some kind of slick move. and yeah, I, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm not liking it. Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914 803 4306. Press 1. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us tonight? Well, it's my turn already. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> You're not that damn sick. <laughs> Uh, looks like a New York judge on Thursday ordered Donald Trump to pay two million dollars, and it's just crazy, you know. And he's got nerve to be uh, talking about why he shouldn't be impeached, and he's always got a bunch of crap going on. But uh, they ordered him to pay two million dollars for using his formal charity to uh, further his political and business interests, adding to the uh, president's legal woes. Uh, the lady, she was a uh, Justice uh, was a female. Her name was uh, uh, Sally Ann. She spells it S A L I A N N, like Sally Ann. Interesting. Uh, Scarpuda. New York York, uh, Supreme Court told him to pay the damages to the group of nonprofit organizations to settle a civil lawsuit brought by the state attorney general. And her name is Latia James, a Democrat. So James wrote a lawsuit against the Trump Foundation in uh, June last year, accusing him of um, pursuing illegal conduct that uh, included improper 
coordination between the charity of his campaign team and the White House bid for the White House in 2016. He would get money from the charity and spend it on his campaign, and uh, it was just great. And he had no problem paying the $2 million. Like, it was no big deal. Yeah, I'm going to go pay it. He said, it's still a witch hunt. but I'm a, Everything's a witch hunt, but you paid the money, didn't you? Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's a crook. He's a crook. So, the suit accused Trump of using funds, uh, foundation funds, to sell lawsuits to promote this uh, Trump brand hotel. And for personal spending, including the purchase of a a portrait of himself to display at one of his golf clubs. It's also said that uh, in early 2016, while Trump was running for president, the organization was billed as a Trump Foundation fundraiser, but was actually a campaign event. I mean, this, this was a straight crooked, man. Everything he got, he was just using that money to phone it somewhere else. I mean, I tell you, it's amazing. Yeah. So now the question is, do you think he's really going to pay it? Yeah, he paid already. Oh, okay. I thought that that was just dragged out again. He paid already with no problem. He said, I'm going to pay it, but, you know, it's still a witch hunt. Witch hunt? Oh, two million. (laughs) Yeah, two million ain't nothing. There ain't no money for him. Oh, but, it was, but it was good money before he was president. Before he was president, though, it was good money for him to divert cash. You know, he, that's his thing, diverting cash. Now he got this mm-hmm. $5 billion for the wall, you know, telling where the hell that money's going. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got a good point there. Yeah. That's, a, that's just a messy business. You know, you here you are, the leader of the free world. Why are you still dealing with lawsuits? For sure. Because of things that he didn't resolve in the beginning. He should have resolved them, and then they wouldn't be coming back at him like that. Simple as that. Yeah, I think I'm starting to become numb to all of his foolishness. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. the way we get desensitized to all the violence and stuff. You get desensitized to the stupid as well. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I wake up every day and I wonder what's he going to say or do to embarrass the whole country today. Mhm. And that's the sad part. He just if he could just be quiet and let his advisors do his job, <laughs> he would be much better. Yeah. He can't move All he has is that one lady uh Carrie Ann and what not what's her name? Uh, Connelly. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He only has a couple of left. I yeah. thought she was gonna leave at one point. She decided not to. Yes, he came at her with some more money. <laughs> Where is she going? No, I can't afford anybody would hire her. Mm-hmm. Well, she could probably be an understudy for that commercial uh she might be a lady that's in that uh, Coons commercial. So she oh, can probably oh. work with her. Oh, the car commercial. Yeah, the blonde haired chick that, sell, that does that Coons commercial. Yeah, she that does police. kind of look like her. They both have sort of that weird anorexic look. Yeah, they white as snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both of them weird, but. All right, we're going to get off of them. 
Uh, let's see. Let's take a quick break, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headline. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show uh, with the Pajama Party crew, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. What you got there, uh, Red Wine? Oh, we're going to shift gears and go to the Hit It. Hit it, hit it, hit it, and quit it. Hit it, quit it headline. So let's see. I've got the first one. This is, I don't understand how this happened, but 10 people were hospitalized after insulin was administered instead of flu shot. This came out of Oklahoma uh, at a care facility where the people were hospitalized when they were injected with insulin instead of the flu shot, according to the police. Now, eight of these patients were residents of Jacqueline House, and two of them were employees, according to uh, Sergeant Waring, Waring, with the Bartlesville Police. Now, most of the patients were suffering symptoms after the medication was administered and were not able to explain their issues. Many of them were not even vocal or able to walk. All of these uh, people are symptomatic, lying on the ground, needing help, but they can't say anything. They couldn't communicate. So that's why they gave a lot of praise to the fire and EMS staff for doing an outstanding job of identifying the problem. So it turns out that the, the pharmacist who injected the insulin was a contractor who came to the facility on Wednesday to administer the flu shot to residents and employees. So I don't know how he messed that up, but that's what happened. So several people remain hospitalized as of yesterday due to long-acting insulin that was administered. Um, The police chief said they've never seen where there's been some sort of medical misadventure of this magnitude, but it could have been a lot worse, you know, not trying to downplay it, but he said it just could have been a whole lot worse and very tragic. So it looks like nobody died as a result of it, but that's some dangerous stuff. So it's being reviewed by the Oklahoma State Department of Health. I don't know how they, how that pharmacist came in there to uh, bring flu shots, and you had insulin in the, you know, prepared for these shots. I would. I would like to hope that insulin and the flu shots look different, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's still that's why you got to be careful. Because mm-hmm. these drugstores that you go into, they always want you to get a flu shot. I'm like, mm-mm, one of my doctors. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. You just feel more safe, you know, going into a doctor's office instead of just going into, like, a CVS or Rite Aid. They always ask me, every time I go into Rite Aid, get your flu shot yet? Hell yeah, not, but not from you. <laughs> exactly. And they they always do. They have those big posters up as soon as you walk in the store. Did you get your flu yeah. shot yet? I'm like, nope, and I won't be getting mm-hmm. it here. Uh-huh. See, they probably get a quote or something, you know. Who knows? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, All right. No. That's that story. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick it back to you, Papa Diddy. 
Uh, let's see. This story, this story is pretty sad. You got a, he had a white uh, South Carolina restaurant manager was in, he was a, uh, he had a black uh, disabled man uh, enslaved. He got the ten year prison prison sentence. This happened in uh, Conway, South Carolina. Man, I was kind of raised in that little town down there years ago. That's right off of uh, Myrtle Beach. My mother used to send me down there when there was gang warning in Philadelphia. Conway, South Carolina, a white South Carolina man. Now, this is modern-day stuff now. Peep this here. A white South Carolina man was convicted of forcing a black man with uh, intellectual disabilities to work at his restaurant for up to 18 hours a day without pay. has been sentenced to 10 years in prison. All right. The Justice Department announced Wednesday that cafeteria owner Bobby Paul Edwards was sentenced to federal prison forcing labor and, and mandated to uh, pay nearly $237 in restitution to Christopher Smith, who the gentleman's name we never got paid while he was working and abusing him and everything else. Uh, they added that uh, Edwards was also accused of using uh, torture against uh, torture intimidation against Smith while working in a restaurant. He was hitting him with kitchen utensils using racial slurs to him and speaking to him all out of his name and uh, hitting him and, and slapping him around. This is what uh, made people first notice what they were doing to this man. So it's amazing. This is modern-day life in a common place called Conway, South Carolina. Matter of fact, Conway is real built up now. Now they did all the building up in Myrtle Beach. You wouldn't recognize Conway. Conway used to be a little small black town. Now it's they done built all, you talking about gentrification? Oh, my Lord. They dug a very piece of dirt. They could dig up that little black town. And now it's got big old hotels and resorts and timeshares and all kind of stuff. And it was just a little, it was a little, little small town next to Myrtle Beach years ago, back in the early 70s. So it's amazing. Now, how much did you say that they awarded him? $273,000. He was working oh. for him since 2009 for free. Gee. 18 hours a day. Seemed like he would have gotten more than that after he's been abusing everything for all that time. He should have gotten the opportunity to smack the his head. He, I think he should have got the opportunity to smack the shit out of that restaurant owner, really, in my opinion. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. At least a couple of times. And where was it? it was I mean, Virginia, you, you said? Huh? You said it was in Virginia? No, Conway, South Carolina. Oh. It's a little okay. town. So, it's a little. It's a little town right next to Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. okay. Used to be an all-black town, but now it's very white, very uh, gentrified. Okay. It's like Chocolate City. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, they didn't change it up. They didn't change it up big time. I see. Yep, that's how it goes. Okay. All, All right. right. What well, else? Um, this is interesting. Um, you're talking about your boy again. Um, does the Sixth Amendment require the whistleblower to face Trump? I hope not. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that ugly red one's face. Republicans mm-hmm. and right-leaning pundits who have come to the defense of President Donald Trump during the impeachment inquiry have constantly attacked 
the original whistleblower, questioning the person's motive, making false claims around the rules for whistleblowing and evoking the Sixth Amendment. Um, Every American has the right to confront the accuser. That's what Senator Lindsey Graham says of South Carolina, speaking of South Carolina. And uh, the same day, Trump wrote that, like every American, I deserve to meet my accuser. Oh, boy, go sit down. So on Twitter, Senator Rand Paul noted Tuesday that um, enshrined in the Sixth Amendment is the right to confront your accuser. The Kentucky Republican went on to write that the Bill of Rights require accusers to face the accused right, along with other Trump defenders, that the uh, president has a right to meet the whistleblower. So the question is, everything all right over there? Yeah, everything's good. Okay, okay. so the so question is, does the Sixth Amendment require the whistleblower to face Trump? Fact first, the short answer is no. The Sixth Amendment specifically covers criminal proceedings. The impeachment inquiry is a political process, not a criminal case. The amendment clearly defies that proceedings it covers in all criminal prosecutions. It states at the beginning, going on to say that the accused has the right to be confronted with the witness against him. Interesting. Okay. So who Here told him go. about? So who told him about that amendment? Because I know he didn't read it and think about that on his own. Making stuff up. That's all. Like I said, put put uh, Rand Paul and um, who's the other senator, um, Lindsey Graham, on the um, kisser list. Just put them two on the kisser list. Because they okay. just uh, jackass. They just going by what Donald Trump tells them, and they just say whatever he says. They have learned to put things, you know, uh, uh, on something else and, and to concentrate on what it really is. That's that's what they don't. They don't do that. So. Okay. And I got to add um, Senator John Kennedy, too. Oh, he yeah, you were telling me about down in, uh, Yeah, got caught up down in New Orleans. I think, well, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what city. At one of mm-hmm. Trump's rallies. And Trump started mm-hmm. in on Nancy Pelosi. And this Senator right. John Kennedy decided to get on the bandwagon and say something like to Nancy Pelosi, it must suck to be so dumb. I was like, really? Right. You're a senator. What, man, you're going to stoop to the – I mean, how – I can't believe I'm saying, are you as a senator going to stoop to the levels of the president? That shouldn't even be said by anybody. I know. You're stooping to the same levels as the daggone president. Just stupid. You're right. Mm-hmm. People in yeah. the idiotic. Idiotic. Yeah. Messy. Okay. Well, Very as far messy. as that Sixth Amendment thing goes, I think that the whistleblower should be protected under the provisions of the law that say if you turn in something as a whistleblower, there are protections that you're guaranteed. I don't care what amendment says what, the protections of a whistleblower should stand. So he needs to go have two or three seats and slam his butt right down in all three. Yeah, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Cause that's the whole point of the whistleblower program is that you're supposed to be able to tell something with anonymity and protection. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't said, you know, who it was, but I, I did mention, somebody did mention it was a male, so I do think it is, it is, it is a male. I don't know, we'll see. Well, I did read that the whistleblower's attorney has been getting death threats. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's once again just stuff out of control. It is. My thing is, who who are they getting it from? You know, Republicans, <laughs> Democrats, who? Well, Lazy. my guess would be it's some of these Yahoo diehard Trump followers. Mm-hmm who would do anything mm-hmm. and everything for him, mm-hmm. you know, just like when he made that statement about if he gets impeached, that there could be another civil war in the country. People started going That's out, it. buying weapons and stuff, getting ready for the civil war. Just crazy. I don't know. Who, who does that? But see, crazy. that's the kind of stuff he does. And then when somebody asks him, he'll say, I never told anybody to do anything. Right. But you're putting false information out there, and people exactly. are scared. They're going to react, you know, to, to what's going on. So, Well, he goes on the fear factor. He'll say stuff um, to, to put just enough information or misinformation to get people mm-hmm. to, to kind of like fill in the blanks, read between the lines, all that kind of stuff. And then when mm-hmm. somebody confronts him, then he can go back and say, look, check the tape, check the video. I never told anybody to go buy any arms. I didn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he never wants to take the, he doesn't want to take responsibility for the stuff that he says that you know you are inciting people to do stuff. Like in his rallies when he would tell people if somebody yelled out, mm-hmm. you know, something against him and he would say things like, toss him out of here. Then when people rough mm-hmm. up the person, he'll say, I didn't tell them to do that. I just said, toss him out of here. Right. Why are you thinking when you say toss, that means, you know, you got to touch them and you got to throw them exactly. some, some type of way. So, like I said, uh, that's all, it's all about being slick. But anyway, I'm going to get off of it because he makes my head hurt. I know that's right. I got a headache all day. <laughs> Don't do it. Right, welcome back to the John Prayer Winnie Who's Papa DJ Mio Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> it's time for Papa Didi and what's popping? What's popping tonight, Papa Didi? I tell you, you know, it's kinda obvious, you know, the different things you're hearing anymore. Um people talking, people saying, you know, talking about like, both sides of your mouth and everything like that. You would think that as you become a certain age, you learn to stop doing that. You know, the one thing you, the one, the golden rule when it comes to talking in life is to think before you talk. You know, you, you often want to say that any jerk off you hear come out. Now, this guy Candy, for example. Now, just to look at him, this man has got a Elmer Fudd overbite. Okay, he's ugly as a damn box of rocks, you know what I mean? He's got a drooping ass face and looks like crap. How he picked up a beautiful last name like Kendi, I will never know. 
Okay, because this man, you know, Elmer Fudd would be the perfect name for his ass. But anyway, he's going to come out and talk all aggressive and just fat, out of shape, crazy-looking ass. It just was amazing. And, you know, whenever you insult out loud like that, you have to project an image of perfection yourself, you know? If you ever want to insult somebody, if you're going to, if you're going to insult somebody on the open microphone like that in front of a bunch of people, and if the people you in there speaking with, if everybody's in agreement with what you said, they ain't nothing but a fucking cult, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if everybody's in there shouting at what you said about a person, and nobody has any ill feelings toward the way you spoke on this person, the lady, a lady of a particular statue in her case, despite how you may feel about her politically, you know, for you to speak, you. You know what amazes me is that they think that when they get off the plane and they go inside these little rallies in these states, that once they go inside the rally, they they turn into a civilian or something, you know? They they forget that they're still senators of the United States or still presidents of the United States. Trump goes into his rally, and you think that he was like Bernie Mac or uh, Steve Harvey at a, at a comedy show. I mean, he just forgets all about what he represents as a president and this goes in. I'm just so glad I say it over and over again. I'm just so glad that Barack Obama preceded them so we can see what it is really like to be a president or what you're really supposed to do as president. You know what I mean? Barack showed us that every single day. What we see now is complete bullshit. And for the people that's falling for it, and, you know, the sad, sad part about it, I'm going to end with this, is that the people that have fallen for it, you least expect it. You think that it's some kind of right ring. No, it could be a co-worker on your job. I'm telling you, don't even get it twisted. Don't think that the people disagreeing with Trump is some faraway white folks. No. They're people you see every day. They're white folks you come in contact with every day. Because they deep down inside had that little great white hope thing inside of them, and now Trump them brought it out, and they they undercover like that. I mean, I know a couple people on my job that are just man, they straight. I don't even talk about Trump on the job, you know what I mean? Because there's some people that's there, so you can't speak on it because you never know. It ain't that far away. You ain't got to go to Montana to find some Trump supporters. All you gotta do is go right next door. So don't get a fool. They're all over the place. Anyway, I'm in it with that. All right, Papa Duty. Mm. So they're everywhere, huh? You better believe they are. Don't don't be fooled. You be on the subway saying something and talking about Trump, somebody behind you come out and say, well, they'll, they'll comment. I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy. Watch yourself out there. You got some Trump comments when you walk out the house, better keep them to yourself. Anyway. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, weird news. This is one out of Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. Police are searching for a man who walked into a bank in Nebraska this week and tried to open a checking account with a fake $1 million bill. And he should have known better, but anyhow. Staff at the Pinnacle Bank branch in Lincoln reported the Monday morning incident to police. The Lincoln Journal Star reports that bank employees say the man was adamant that the bill was real 
despite Teller's attempts to convince him otherwise. Now he's arguing with the teller, talking about, nah, for real, this is real, this is real. So the man eventually left with his fake $1 million bill and no new bank account. Police are reviewing the surveillance video to try to identify this man, and they say they want to check on his welfare and make sure that he was not the victim of a crime. Yeah, wink, wink. They're trying to get him for trying to pass fake money. The largest, just so you know, the largest denomination uh, note for money that was ever issued for public circulation was the $10,000 bill. So just know that if somebody ever tries to give you anything higher than a $10,000 bill, it's fake. So they say they're trying to find him just to check on his welfare to make sure he wasn't a victim of a scam or something. You know they're trying to find him to lock him up for passing counterfeit money or attempting to, but anyway, uh, let's see, Kettle, you ready with your story, and then I'll switch back to Papa Didi. Kettle, Yaze, okay, Kettle fell off of her stool. I'll switch back to you, Papa Didi. What's your weird news story tonight? Yeah, I got a uh, story here, weird news. Uh, the police say a man helped escapees uh, and brought them sausages. This happened in Moreau, Louisiana. A Louisiana man who rented a he rented motel rooms for seven men and brought them sausage biscuits have been arrested because the story said the seven men were escapees from jail. But he must have been holding them hostage inadvertently. News out news outlets report that uh thirty eight year old Trevor Tony of uh, Monroe was arrested last week on charges of assisting escapees and accessories after the fact. Court records say the seven men had escaped from uh, Richland and Paris Detention Center in October. The documents say uh, cell phone data led investigators to a motel where Tony had uh, rented a room. He had been on surveillance video uh, signaling the escapees into the room, helping the helping escapees into the room, and when they were seen brought them buying them sausage biscuits from McDonald's every day. What the hell was he doing? Was he fucking What was going on with this? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't know. That is a weird ass I don't know. This, this is... Sound like a sausage party. I, I can't even get the moral of this story. This is crazy. Uh, this man's hiding seven men in his hotel and bringing them breakfast every morning. I don't know whether he got a gun to his head or he was just, like it's an interesting <laughs> sausage or something was going on with that. Yeah, yeah, you you the yeah somebody was taking meat. He went to the room to take some meat in the back or something was going on. <laughs> I don't know what's up. Anyway. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. All right. South Carolina man. McDonald's sweet tea came with weed and fat. Hilton here, South Carolina, South Carolina man who um, went to McDonald's for a sweet tea said he received a little extra horrible substance on the side. The Allen Pack, uh, Packet Report uh, Parish Brown went to a McDonald's on Hilton Head Island and asked for a sweet tea with light ice and extra lemon. Brown now believes extra lemon was a code for marijuana since he found three bags of weed in his cup. He says uh, he only realized it once he was high as a kite. 
Brown says he never had marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he didn't recognize the tape. Uh, he says he paid a regular price for the item. Um, Beaufort County Sheriff's Office spokesperson, um, Major Bob Blomich, uh, says an investigation is going on. He didn't um, specify which McDonald's Brown had gone to. Representative from McDonald's said the company is fully cooperating with law enforcement on the validity of this claim. <laughs> so they try to say it's not true now, I guess. I don't know. Oh, boy. How in the world did you have weed floating around in your tea and you not realize something didn't taste right? That's what I'm saying. Some of the man never had, uh, never had a uh, brief, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I just don't believe that. Yeah. I don't know. That that doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I say. But, um, yeah. but I think we, didn't we cover a story once before about, I don't know if it was a McDonald's, but some other drive-thru with a code like that. Yeah. If you ask, like, extra something and you could buy weed uh-huh. and they had been running that for a while before people got wise to it. But see, my thing is, why would you provide the weed unless you ask for more money? If that's a cold, then you should be asking for more money, you know, for the cup, you know, for the sweet tea itself. Because if yeah, you get a and you got weed in there, you, you might be paying, you know, at least, what, a nickel bag, at least 15, you know. So, I don't know. Maybe that sounds logical. But um, I don't know. Anything's possible. All right. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of mess going on out here. It does. That's what I'm saying. It's it's too much mess. No. Yeah, you're right. That's not adding up. How are you going to get yeah. some weed in your tea, but you're not paying extra for it? Right. And you say you got to pay regular price. Come on now. If you ask it for... Even if you didn't know that that's what happens, that person should have asked you for most of more money. <laughs> and then that way he could have been like, mm, $15 for a sweet tea? <laughs> yeah, or for extra lemon? <laughs> yeah, something not right there. But anyway, I think we just wanted to get on our weird news docket. That's all. You know, people do stuff just to get on Instagram. Maybe they're doing stuff to get on the pajama party weird news. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no. I don't put anything past people nowadays. I know. Mm-hmm. Hello. Okay. I thought Papa was bringing us there. All right. This is the Red Wine and the Pajama Party Show. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. Okay. He must have stepped out. All right. Well, it's time to move into our next segment. I'm just saying. And uh, tonight's topic is don't let the hype kill you, okay? Don't let the hype kill you. Uh, As most people know, Popeye's brought back their popular chicken sandwich last Sunday, and once again, people are losing their freaking minds over it. I've been told that it tastes good because I never got a chance to get it. But I'm just saying, don't let the hype kill you. People are acting a total fool over this chicken sandwich. I'm just wondering, like, does it give you a buzz or something? 
I mean, what does this chicken sandwich do that makes people act crazy to get it? Now, there was an incident recently in Oxon Hill, Maryland, where a man came in Popeye's and saw that there was a line reserved just for the chicken sandwich, not for regular two-piece spicy, this and that, just for the chicken sandwich. They had a line. So folk had been standing there waiting to get their, their sandwich. So this dude comes in and decides he's going to start cutting through the line, trying to get, you know, up to the front. Another man confronted him about cutting the line. They ended up in an argument, stepped outside, and the guy who confronted the line cutter stabbed the line cutter, stabbed him and killed him, and then took off. In other incidents, there was a woman in Los Angeles that was so desperately tripping to get a chicken sandwich, she tried to bust in a drive through line with her car, driving what used to be a nice Mercedes Benz, but she tried to squeeze in between two other cars. She ripped up her driver's side door, scraped the whole left side of her car, all of that to try to force her way in, like cutting line in the drive through I've never seen anybody do that. But this woman was tripping, trying to get that chicken sandwich. And after all of that, destroying the left side of her car, the employee, I guess, must have seen it or maybe somebody told him. An employee came out and said, okay, and now you can leave because you're not getting that chicken sandwich. You ain't getting nothing. So the lady ended up leaving mad without her chicken sandwich and her ripped up car. All that to get a chicken sandwich? And she still didn't get the get the car, you know, get the food, but her car is all jacked up. And uh, another incident on Tuesday. This was out in Hartford County, which is not too far from Baltimore, Maryland. A customer was complaining about the food, wanted a refund. Then the customer and the store manager got into a fist fight. They hitting each other with trays and whatnot. And what did people do that were standing in line to get their chicken sandwich? They took out their phones and recorded it. But they weren't getting out of line. They were like, look, y'all need to take that fight over on that side because I'm not moving out of my spot to get my chicken sandwich. I'm trying to understand, is it cracking this stuff? Is it some kind of make you feel good stuff? Does it make you bust a something? I don't want to say, but I'm just trying to understand what is going on. There was another drive through incident in Ellington, Florida, where two men got out of their vehicles in the drive through line and they're fighting each other. I don't get it. Another one in San Antonio, Texas, fighting over the counter. A customer and employee fighting. I don't know what was said, but they got into it. And one of the other customers had to pull one customer off of the employee. This stuff is gone bonkers. Now, you would think that Popeyes would be concerned about all the mayhem, madness, and foolishness surrounding their chicken sandwich, but it looks like they're enjoying it because they're not saying much of anything. They're not pulling it. They're not, they ain't doing any of that. All they're saying is that they're cooperating with authorities regarding the murder in Oxon Hill and all these other fights and incidents. But the chicken sandwich is not being pulled, like I said. They're going to keep selling it until it's gone again. And I guess, you know, they're not concerned about if you get hurt or if you die trying to get a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. I'm just saying, don't let the hype kill you. Even if it's as good as people say, 
It is not worth dying over or fighting over, for that matter. I mean, come on, y'all. It's food. I understand it might taste good, but my goodness, there's other choices out there. All I'm saying is that I don't know what they put in that sandwich, but if it's making people act like this, I'm taking a hard pass on it. It's like it's some kind of personality-altering seasoning or something in that chicken sandwich at Popeye's. So no thanks for me. No thanks. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, don't let the hype kill you. That was a good one, Red Wine. I agree with you. That's just crazy. The things that are going on. It is, like, totally crazy out there. I believe it, and I agree. I truly agree. Yep, it's unfortunate that guy lost his life, and they still haven't found the guy that uh, stabbed him because the guy stepped in line, and, you know, the guy stabbed him, and they still haven't found him. No, yeah, I saw yeah, the picture yeah. on the video, but it's kind of grainy. But nonetheless, like I said, mm-hmm. whatever's in that thing, if it's making people do all of this to get it, I don't want it. Yeah, I agree. I, don't I, I mean, people, you know, they on social media, they're proud to be in live waiting for a chicken sandwich. But I, I, I saw something on Facebook the other day when they said the original chicken sandwich. It was a chicken leg. And a piece of white bread, the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Oh, I, I remember that. Mm, I remember nothing, that. Nothing is better than grandma's chicken, but I'm telling you, fried chicken, shoot. That was you know, the original. That was. It really was. But mm-hmm. that white bread all stuck to it. That, that was what folks were liking back then. I'm telling you. Put that hot sauce. I know the hot sauce. You're right. Yeah. Look, cool. if you guys got a sandwich story out there, give us a call. 914-803-4306. Press 1. <laughs> and press 1. All right. Let's see. Uh, did Papa Didi, did you come back yet? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. You ready? Are you ready for living for the city or you need a CC break? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. okay. Well, go mm-hmm. for it. The floor is ready. yours. I'm gonna give a little of, you know that that chicken thing is like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, I kind of figured that when it came back, it was gonna be off the chain like that. It just goes to show the aggressiveness that people put forward to things that they feel is important. You know, I mean, the all-out aggressiveness is unbelievable, and, and in most cases, it takes two to tango. You know. But with the lady with the car like that, that that was a one that one deal. But it, she just messed up her car, just trying to get what they get. You know, it's I don't know. Like you're trying to make a point, like you're trying to prove something to somebody or themselves, or they just uh, actor type people in front of the court and always want to show off. Or I don't know what it is about the way you know sometimes people perform when it comes to doing dumb shit. You know, it's just it's amazing. So, whew, we really got to cool that out, you know. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm under the weather because I had a little, you know, a little, little lightweight surgery going on. Uh, and, and I'm amazed 
the robotic aspect of uh, operations these days where they, they actually put you in a, in a situation where they can blow you up, you know, and they can go through you and robotically arms kind of just go through the inside of your body and repair things. Two or three things while they're there, you know, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You have to find the right hospitals had the capabilities of doing that if you don't want to go back to the way they barbarically did things back in the day. And um I had one of those done and uh it went it went pretty well. I mean, you know, you suffer with the bumps and the bruises from it and the fragileness from the recovery and all, but uh other than that, uh it's pretty successful and I'm trying to heal from it just by uh laying still and letting stuff heal. You heal better when you're sleeping, so Stuff that was done to the inside of your body is better when you sleep and to let it heal. So, but I did want to do the show, but uh, I do have some cuts on me that are healing up, and uh, I'm just trying to make sure they get back in perspective. So, you know, that's my story. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, lay back and take it easy because uh, I took some pain medicine and. Uh, you know, that's it for uh, them for the sake. All right, Papa. Well, we wish you a speedy recovery. I thought you were getting over a cold or something, but we hope you feel better real soon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Look, 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 I, I miss the old Papa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can tell tonight I'm not. You can tell tonight I'm definitely not. Uh, Regular self, I'm uh, definitely in recovery. It's all good. It's all good. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. Uh, This is Red Wine, and I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And we're going to head on out to Hollywood and get the entertainment report. What's happening in the entertainment world this week, Kevin? Lord, they've been shutting it down, shutting it down. Whoopi's been shutting it down, baby. Whoopi Goldberg files back at Donald Trump Jr. So put him on a kisser list, too. After he tried right. to flip the V interview on her, Whoopi Goldberg and Donald Trump Jr. found themselves embroiled in, in, in a heated exchange on Thursday episode of The V. Um, everybody knows President Donald Trump's oldest son. He brought up comments Goldberg made about director um, Roman um, Polanski. It all transpired after co-host Joe Behar questioned the president's character and spoke of his preference for personal, even vulgar attacks on his critics. Um, Don Jr. immediately became defensive, of course, saying we've all done things we regret. Um, he then attempted to flip the interview on Goldberg and Behar by bringing up uh, a time where Behar wore blackface, that he said, and another instance in which Goldberg defended uh, Polanski. So he goes on to say, he says, I mean, if we're talking about bringing this, this, this score down, Joy, you worn blackface. So Whoopi comes to her defense and says, no, he's never worn blackface. And Joy's is like, I've never worn blackface. She says she was an African-American woman in a Halloween costume, and she had her hair out, which was 
kind of kinky, I guess. Um, she says, no, she's not in blackface. Being black, I can recognize blackface because Whoopi was saying because I'm black, so I know. So don't come at her like that. Um, it was just crazy. I mean, if you were watching The View that day, I'm quite sure their their uh, uh, numbers rose up so high, they, they, they probably couldn't keep them off the screen. But please for Donald Trump Jr. on the kissing list, please. Um, I got Okay. And you might have put Kanye West, too. Kanye West says he wants to run for president in 2024. And reveals oh, he may change his name. Lord, he's Kanye West, he announced his plans to run for president in 2024. And uh, before he was, he wants to change his name. Um, he said he might want to change his name to Kristen Jr. Lord. To what? Say that right again? I need it. Kristen Jr. So he goes hmm. and say, when I run for season 2024, um, people were laughing. Um, he said, what you all laughing about? West said that if um, he were elected president, he would create so many jobs. Um West also said he believes African-American voters are treated as a demographic alone, something he said he is he has um, experienced as an African-American fashion designer. He says, a black designer out of America, you can't have an opinion, he said. You can only be the consumer. You can only be a demographic. Oh, please. Um, yeah, he needs to go have a seat. He have his head examined. <laughs> so, um, put him on a kiss list too, please. But that's, I that's got his it. dream. 2024, he wants to become president. And I'm quite sure uh, wifey poo is going to support him. Um, <laughs> also, um, Sean Spicer. He is on Dancing with the Stars and almost like... Um, Jerry Springer, they would not let him get off of it. Um, he said he's not the best, uh, he's not the strongest dancer in the competition. Um, but there's no question that among the other people left in the show, I'm not the best. But I think that uh, if you're looking for the best, this is not the show. <laughs> um, it's just crazy. How is it? Why is he still on here? They think probably the Huh? I tell you, he's been campaigning for people to vote for him. That's what it is. Yeah, all these Republicans, they don't have nothing else to do. They need to be going down there to their capital doing their damn job instead of voting for this stupid ass spice <laughs> to win this competition. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. He's been going on various talk shows and radio shows. He was on Breitbart Radio uh, maybe a week or two ago. Telling people, you know, hey, you know, just vote for me. I'm trying to bring people together and, you know, to show that it's not about politics, it's about fun and all this stuff. And I'm like, you are really desperately trying to win this thing. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm oh, serious. Okay. He's running around on doing talk, doing the circuit, telling people to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Now, how pathetic is that? Mm-hmm. Look, it, it goes on to say uh, This last thing Spice's non-elimination on Monday night 
episode promoted, um, prompted Dancing with the Stars head judge Lynn Goodman to declare, we keep throwing you out of the boat, and the viewers keep throwing you a, a life preserver. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. I guess they like spicy. And uh, one more last note. John Legend, he's been busy. and Mr. the activist himself. He's been in Miami. Singer John Legend was on, on hand to lend support. He started as, uh, as 18 former felons with granted the right to vote in what Miami officials called a simple and, and streamlined process. The ceremony in uh, Miami-Dade uh, County courtroom was meant to show that ex-felons can regain their voting rights, even if the Republican-controlled state le- legislature enacted a law requiring them to pay any fees, fines, and uh, restitution fees. Uh, Florida voters approved the constitutional amendment for last uh, for last year aimed at allowing about 1.4 million ex-felons to vote. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I remember that story. We covered it, but they were still trying to make them pay. Mm-hmm. You know, court costs I mean, you can, you can get some other and stuff. Exactly. Uh, goes on They're basically just Let trying to block them from voting. That's all. Uh, Legend said he, he um, backed the efforts to allow former felons to fully regain their place in society. Which makes sense. Yeah, so he was very supportive. I think he, he also gave a free concert down there too. Um, they okay. were trying to talk bad about him, but he was, you know, he was kind of a little tipsy. But it was a free concert, so shit, what the hell? <laughs> so, that's oh, I did see a clip of that. He, I thought he was just trying to entertain his wife, like a it was a karaoke kind of thing. I I think it was um like a little concert or something, but uh, he was on the stage. Oh. But, I mean, yeah, he was, he was I, having a good time, so, you know. Oh, he was tore up because I saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a good time, and nothing wrong. Oh, with he him. he was totally anesthetized. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my Hollywood wrap up. So I might as well go ahead to the um. So the cocktail of the week. All right. So thank you for the Hollywood record. Keep us up to date mm-hmm. on what the celebs are doing. This is a good one. This is from, and I've never heard this one, but it looks good. It's called the Kiss Caramel Mules. It's uh, 1.5 ounces of the Smirnoff Kiss Caramel. Smirnoff has every flavor imagined. So you said uh, it's 1.5 Carmel, yeah. 1.5 ounces of club soda, 1.5 ounces of ginger ale, um, a squeeze of lime, and an optional is a dash of bitters if you like to. And um, put that into a a copper mug, one of your favorites. And uh, just enjoy it. It's called the Kiss Carmel Mule. I'm trying to write it down. It's called the Kiss Kiss It What? Carmel Mules. Okay. All right. Well, we'll make sure we get to all of this information on the website over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds tasty. And you said you can drink it warm? Huh? 
You can drink it warm. No, no, no. I say in a meal, in a meal cup, in the proper oh, meal no. I thought you said in a mug when I heard mug. I'm thinking it was something warm, like a coffee mug. No, in the meal cup. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I need to step away from the glass. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. That was good on the website. All right, well, let's talk about the Kiss It list. That's coming up next. The Kiss It list is a list of people who have just misbehaved, shown their natural behind during the course of the week. And we just like to call them out for their bad behavior and put them on the world-famous pajama party kiss-it list. So we're going to start out with uh, Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr., for all that mess he was talking uh, I also saw that interview he did on CBS this morning, and they kind of got into a bit of contention about the stuff he was saying. And I just felt like if you came on there to promote your, your book, why do you let people mm-hmm. rope a dope into defending your father? Mm-hmm. You know, I would have steered that conversation back and said, hey, I'm not here to defend my father. I'm here to promote my book. So let's just, you know, stay on that topic. But he just he looked like all minutes, and he was talking he like a mile a, a mile a minute. He he looked like yeah, somebody yeah. doing something like cocaine. But anyway, Trump Jr. Uh, let's see the Conway, South Carolina restaurant manager who had enslaved a disabled black man for eleven oh, years. We have him I, on the That had been going on since two thousand nine. I know, but how many years did the man get? Um, gosh, I don't remember now. I thought he said like ten. Okay. And the man got money back in the future. Yeah, he got like two hundred. Yeah, two hundred and sixty some odd thousand dollars, which I still Mm -hmm. feel like was not enough. Hell, enough. Yeah, he got ten years in federal prison. Oh, okay. He should have went, went to the state prison. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. You're going to treat somebody like crap and then go to a federal prison? Shit's in his ass in state prison. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, let's see. We got Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham for being world-class ass-kissers. Yes. Sure. And Senator John Kennedy is saying that it must suck to be so dumb, referencing uh, Nancy Pelosi. Put him on the kiss it list. Who else did you tell me? Kanye West? Mm-hmm, yeah. Now, Kanye uh-huh. West said he was going to change his name and he's going to run for president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Also, we've got Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire who's now deciding he's going to run for president so he can protect the billionaire. Yeah. So, putting him on the kiss it list. Um, I want to put that... Uh-huh. I'd like to also add the contractor pharmacist who injected those 10 people with insulin instead of the flu shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Oh, and the man that was buying sausages for those men that in the room, that was crazy. Whatever was going yeah, on with the, the men in the motel room buying McDonald's sausages, I'm yeah. wasn't right with that. <laughs> I don't understand what was going on. <laughs> was wrong with that story. Uh, anybody yeah. else? To add? <clears throat> think anybody else? Barbara Cadell and Donald Trump and. <laughs> oh yeah, Crab. Crab, yeah, he's always on. Um, too much more about that. Wait, there's a congressman who I can't remember his name. But he was involved in one of the colleges when somebody was accused of sexual misconduct when he was a coach. And he knew about Mm -hmm. it, but he looked the other way and didn't do anything to stop it. Some some Mm -hmm. coach was doing things, sexually abusing the young men on the team. He knew about it, did Mm -hmm. nothing. Now he's serving in Congress, and now there's new charges coming up against him and I can't think of his name. He is a Republican. But whatever his name is, you're on the kissing list. Because you knew what was going on. And he made comments like, Yeah, well that's just how that dude is. This man is messing with these young men and stuff, jerking off in front of them, trying to pull people's pants down. And Lord only knows what else was going on. It was over a hundred men who said young who men that? who said it, it's a he's now a congressman. But he was at this at earlier, you know, previous time he was a coach at one of the colleges. Oh. And people were recording this this doctor, I think he was a doctor, the physician or something, and he didn't do anything about it. He just kinda like like shrugging it off, like, Oh well. Oh well. And then his life went on, and he's in Congress, and now these young men mm-hmm. are coming forward, wanting to, you know, press their mm-hmm. charges and lawsuits, et cetera. Right. And now this is circling right back and bite them in the butt like it should. Right. Wow. Well, if there, are no, if there are no other contenders for the kissing list, we have an award for everybody on this week's kissing list. And here Kiss my entire Right. That was the award for all of the winners of this week's Kiss It List. Please follow those instructions properly. Thank you very much. (laughs) It is time for the last word. Let's see. Who's up first for the last word? 
Baba Dee, you still with us? You want to go first for the last word? Yeah, that's the congressman's name. The congressman's name was Jim Jordan. Yeah, that's that Bama. He's a, in fact, he's the aggressive guy that's uh, really on Trump's side. Every time you talking about Trump, he's just he's roaring. It. In fact, they put him on the. Uh, just like putting in a new quarterback, they put him in on the team of Republicans that are overseeing the impeachment trial. They got rid of one guy. They thought it was too weak and put him on there. And soon they put him on there. The story broke out that he knew he used to be a wrestling coach. He used to be a wrestling coach for the for the Ohio State. And one of the wrestling coaches in Ohio State was, was raping all these guys for years. The guy that was raping the guys, he ended up committing suicide. Because oh, he's, about okay. to go, he's about to go to jail, so he ended up killing himself. So Jim Jordan um, was was the coach at the time. He just turned his back, and he knew about everything. So all these guys are coming with lawsuits against Ohio State now about getting raped back then, and they're naming Jim Jordan as the person just didn't say anything, just turned his head. And now he acts like he's such a strong Trump supporter when he didn't do shit when the guy was getting, you know, molested by the other coach. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said when you talk a bunch of crap, you need to be perfect, you know? Which nobody Maybe. is, so that's why nobody should be talking smack. Yeah, but um, he's real jerk off. Jordan, he's really playing the damn song again. But um, uh, my last word is um, definitely take care of your health. You know, if you gotta get something done, get it done. Go and eat tonight. You know what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Just get it done. These doctors, uh, you know what they're doing. They're there for you. So, so far, so good on my part. I'm just healing. So, have a good night. All right. All right. Uh, my last word is take care of each other. There's so many things that go on, and sometimes people tend to get into this me, myself, and I mode. But it's important that we look out for each other. So that's my last word. Take care of each other. What's your last word, Kevin? Oh, good one. That's a good one. Um, hmm. You might be quiet tonight. <laughs> um. Well, everybody needs to just stay bundled up. It's going to be a cold day tomorrow. Um, just stay bundled up and uh, I guess to get ready, get ready, get ready for this snow. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, okay. When you decide to get up here and start shoveling, you'll be like, it's, it's near. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're that's right. It, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to dip on out of here. Go throw another log on the fire. Stay warm. And if you're where it's already warm, just chill out. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. We'll do it again next Friday night. Uh, let's see. You can visit the website at apajamaparty.com. Thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown, that sponsors our show, pays bills, keeps the lights on, keeps the drinks flowing. We do appreciate you so very much. You're so kind. Thank you. And until next Friday night, we're out of here. Say goodnight, Papa.
Uh-oh, he's gone. <laughs> okay, he's already said his good night. All right, Kettle, say good night. Good night. And good night. This is Red Wine saying good night. And uh, to Papa Didi, we yeah. hope you have a speedy recovery. And we hope to see you in the studio next Friday night. You're out of here. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Put some of us today, growing that day, growing up that day, put some of us today, party cool.